Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is a conversation with Darren Watson. Now, this is my third conversation with Darren for this podcast. He is the now the second member of the three-time club. I've talked to Emily Wrights three times. Darren was, you might know if you've been with this podcast for a while, the very first guest, and I will include a link to that because that's the one where we talk about his his biography, his background, his upbringing, and his musical upbringing. Uh, and then he was a guest, I think, I'm going to say it was episode 112. Again, I'll provide a link to that. That was a couple of years ago when he had the new album at the time, Too Many Millionaires. Uh, look, I, Darren's a friend, he's a mate, and I'm a fan of his work. So I was interested to talk to him again for this brand new album that he has. It's released today as you're hearing this you will hear some snippets of the uh, album in this so this might be your teaser to head out and purchase the album Um, and because we do go through this and we talk about it track by track we also of course talk about the pandemic um, and the last sort of year of his life I guess the 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 creation of this album also one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Darren is the album is called Getting Sober for the End of the World which is a a funny title and a funny album cover um, but it's based on a truth in that he has recently uh, confirmed himself as getting sober and for the for the majority of this year, I have too. So I've let that slip a couple of times in episodes. So we we talk about that. We talk about not drinking at, at the moment and anymore. And uh, I thought it was a good conversation and not too preachy conversation to have around that. Um, but for the most part, we are talking about his new album. There is a tour that he has planned. And, you know, uh, so long as we stay as safe as we're being, um, that tour will go ahead and I'll have a, a link to those dates but of course there's a nervousness around the fact that that could change at any time so that's the sort of tone of this conversation talking with a working musician today about how you how you adapt uh, in this uncertain time and the and the the passion and drive to continue to make music so enjoy this one I, I, I always enjoy catching up with Darren whether it's recorded or not and uh, this was the first time of the three conversations we've had that he actually came to my place the, the first two conversations I went out to his place in Wellington and and interviewed him there. Um, This time he came round, so that was kind of a fun difference for us. And uh, I enjoyed this conversation as I always do, and I hope you do too. And I really think this is a terrific album, so do check it out. This is me talking with Darren Watson, uh, Wellington-based musician, about his new album, Getting Sober for the End of the World. So you are uh, joining the club now as a (laughs) third-time... podcast guest it's a club of two it's you it's it's you it's now it's a club of two who's Who's the other it's you it's you and emily Wrights. you are the only two people that have been a couple of people have been on here twice um maybe a handful of people but you and you are like um very well spaced you're my first podcast guest ever which is five years ago holy crap and then how long ago? Might even be six years ago. Yeah, I think, yeah. Because it, it was the album. Yeah, it was the, introducing album, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is two thousand and fourteen. So yeah, yeah. Six and years then, ago. Wow. And then um, we did it for the Millionaires album, which was a good. That's right. Because that two years two ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Just over. Just yeah. just over. So you're well wow. spaced. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, it occurred to me when you were coming around. This is the first time you've come around to my place. I've been to yours for the last two. Um, yeah. That we won't. 
you know, I'll put links up to the to those other episodes, so we won't get into mm. discussion about Wanganui and the Hutt Valley and no, no, all no. of these things we've done. There. Well, we're really we're really here to talk about your um, new album, but also I guess I haven't seen you that much um, in the time since that last chat. Well, nobody's seen anyone. Much. No, well that's what well, I thought. Like, how many COVID stories do you want? Well, I don't want too many, but I did. <laughs> but I did think um, you know it'd be interesting to sort of catch up with you about how, how you've gone through all that because because we've known each other for a while yeah. and we have hung out and seen each other in, in real life Whereas yeah. uh, because since po- uh, COVID I've been talking to people since I've had the podcast up again but a lot of in most cases that people are meeting for the first time so I sort yeah. of say oh how'd you go with lockdown and stuff yeah, but actually yeah. it's in the context of I've only just met you yeah so right. we've talked a bit online yeah. through it all and that and, and, and had our um mm. Well, to be honest, man, apart from it stopping the record coming out, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much, it was almost like my life with, because I don't really go out that much mm, unless it's something mm. I really want to see. Mm. I spend a lot of, I teach from home, mm. I write at home, I re- now record everything at home, so um, the only thing was I couldn't record with other people, yeah, which yeah, I really yeah. loved. The thing about this record is that it's been, I've always recorded at home myself, but I've yeah. never involved recording all at the same time, Yeah, and, and I've kind of learned how to do that. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I, and then just as I got my kind of into my stride, it all happened, and so yeah. we couldn't finish the record. <laughs> um, but in a lot in a lot of ways, it was great because it actually stopped me, and I wrote two new two songs that made the record in that time that mm. weren't are going to be on the record in the first place. Right, so, right. And and one of them is a really cool. What did they kick something else off? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. lots got kicked off. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was yeah, and and re-recorded a song that I wasn't 100 percent happy with. Yeah, the first version, uh, of, yeah. and it came out much better the second time. So, I don't know. I mean, it's awful. I mean, of course, yeah. it's awful. But from an artistic point of view, it hasn't been. No, and that's you know, co- and that's the common uh, conversation. Yes, yeah, you know, of and I, I've said that to people too. It's like, well, the one thing that stopped for me was I made the decision to stop the podcast because yeah. I I didn't want to go down that path at that stage of doing Zoom calls and yeah. things because I mean, at, at some stage it might happen, but. Um, everyone else was jumping into that, and yeah. I thought oh, I've never because I've never done that. Yeah, that just didn't. Also, yeah. also, it's like take a break, like because I've done it for five years nonstop. Yeah. I'll just have that break of a few weeks, which ended up being you know you go through the various waves. Like I imagine yeah. it's the same with um, when you put a record out and go on tour. You think at the end of it, well, I'll never do that again. Ever. Yeah, well, like and last you, time. For yeah, sure. yeah, and then you think. If then you, then you have the wave of can't yeah. wait to do that again. That's right. And then you have the doubt as you start: Am I yeah. doing the right thing? And yeah. funnily enough, for me, I went through all the waves of that, and in, in the eight weeks or whatever it was that I didn't record yeah. any podcasts and or even think about that it. Must have been, um, yeah, because it's a it's a regular output thing for you. Whereas for me, it's mm. only ever been once every couple of years at best. Mm-mm. So um, I didn't feel. I mean, I really like the idea of touring in mid-year. I don't know why it is. I've always had mm. more fun that way, but um, wasn't to be. I'd kind of... It's just that this time of year, everyone's doing it. And now, of course, the big pile on everyone is coming out. Mm. You know? and mm. I just, you know, and I just found out Hawke's Bay is having a festival a few days after my gig there, you know. So yeah, right. now I'm fighting for ticket money for people who are buying t- festival tickets yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So there's all that commercial stuff that you have to kind of... I hate dealing with, but you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. And and um, and just the fact that you know, pe- are people going to be interested in buying tickets in advance? You yeah, know? yeah. It's quite scary. A lot of buck on the line. So, you know, I'm really, really happy with the record, but I'm I'm now I'm in the phase of kind of trying to get as much 
coverage for it as possible mm. and, and for the tour and stuff. And it's and that's how, the stuff I actually hate. And how do you do that? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, you can come around and see the person who's got a podcast that you've been on a couple of times yeah, yeah, yeah. before. Yeah. And and there are people that are going, oh, cool, you've got a new album out. Yeah. I covered the last one. I yeah. will do that. Yeah. But that pool is just dis- um, diminishing, right? Yeah, like, well, it's yeah. at least staying the same. It's not yeah, growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so this time around, I'm pitching it more in Australia, which I've never done before. Mm. And um, and it's a kind of a territory that I've been a little bit wary of, simply mm. because I don't know. See, blues is, and I don't. I think blues is limiting in some ways. I, mm. I love blues. I play blues, but mm. I, it doesn't define me. I don't think. Mm-mm. And it's been really hard getting out of that. And it's a, it's one of it's like country. There's a lot of hobbyists involved. Yeah. Who yeah. play it in clubs and stuff. Yeah. And so you kind of can get dragged into that. And there's that thing, and I guess this guess this haunts all genres, but yeah. but there's the people are informed by the one really good or really bad experience they that's have. it and it's and often, often the bad the bad <laughs> but it, what if it's a really good one but your version doesn't fit their yeah. idea of the really good one i yeah. think that happens a lot yeah. with jazz yeah and i think it would happen with blues too yeah. oh let's oh. go and see this blues artist he's great oh where's the where's the full band where's the horn section that's yeah. what i think blues uh, you know yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah well and you get it both ways too where are the where are the blues brothers yeah covers, and you get you it know, both, you get it both <laughs> ways because yeah. the, the kind of real hardcore blues people yes I've been accused of drifting too far away yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not it's traditional not all 12, enough. You're not, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. And I'm not kind of just playing covers. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. It's like a lot of artists fall between the cracks, you know. Mm. And it's not. I know it's not just me. That's why I don't take it personally, you know. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's hard to sometimes. And, yeah. and in those reflective moments, getting back to COVID, mm. those are the times when you have those thoughts about, you know, is this really all worth it? Mm. And then... For some reason, you just can't stop doing it. Mm. You know what other things? That, yeah. Well, what other things that do make it worth it? Like oh, just writing a good song and knowing yeah. and like this time, there's one particular song on this record that I don't think I've written a better song. Mm. It's like everything about it is the moment I played it for the first time, I thought that's perfect or as perfect as I can do. Mm. And mm. and I've very I mean you just don't feel like that every day you know and it's like I don't know. To use a trite sporting analogy, it's like a weekend hack who, <laughs> who who plays like, you know, whatever, like 12 rounds a year and, and gets one down the middle, you know. Um, it's kind of that perfect shot. It doesn't slice. It doesn't hook. It just goes straight down the middle, 300 yards, thank you very much, in the cup. You know, it's that good a <laughs> yeah, feeling. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Well, we'll get to that song in the when we go through the yeah, album because yeah, I think yeah. I know which one it is. Yeah. Um, but how has the teaching held up in that situation? And, and have you noticed much difference Yeah, there? Like, I mean, I picked up a few international things, yeah. which was really good. Yeah. Um, but, but a lot of people who were coming in real life really didn't take to Skype. Right, cause, yeah, cause because it's just not wasn't the Wasn't their medium. No, so no, and, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. and I get it, you know. Yeah. I totally get that. And it's harder for me too. Yeah. When you start with Skype, it's easy. Yes. And it's better and the than relationships just, there. Yeah, it's yeah. better than... But if you start with real life, then you miss that three-dimensionality and the ability yeah. to play together Well, that's entirely same. my thing with the yeah. podcast. Yeah. If I'd, if I'd yeah, regularly integrated phone calls and Zooms, yeah. and I'm not saying it won't ever happen, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, exactly. Like, And I... And I, and I it's certainly not my preference to teach by Skype, but mm. it's better than nothing. Mm. And and so I probably lost, I don't know, 40% of my students. So my income was down and I had, mm. had to take the wage subsidy, etc. Because, mm. you know, got to pay the rent, mm. which still seems to be going up. But 
Yeah, no. I mean, I love teaching. On a good day, there's nothing better, man. It's... Mm. You know, see the light go on in someone's eyes when they get it. Yeah, I was going to say, say, did you notice, um, I mean, you're not providing, well, not quite providing an essential service, no. but, but a great essential distraction. Yeah, is I what think, you yes, were probably helping and it was, facilitate. And it was interesting seeing everyone's circumstances yes. that you wouldn't normally as well, yeah, of course. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Because so, um, they come to me usually. Yeah, so, yeah. So that was different. But, I mean, <clears throat> this last recent the level mm. two thing has meant mm. that i can't i've got a tiny room and i just can't spend hours in a room with a right. bunch of different people yeah it's just too risky so i've had to yeah and a lot of people have been opting not to skype and just wait for hopefully level one to come back yeah. so yeah it is what it is man and everyone's dealing with their own kind of version of mm. drama so mm -hmm. yeah um so you finish too many millionaires we <laughs> talked when that came out that yeah. was a couple of years ago you went yeah. on tour you put that record out as a record on vinyl, mm -hmm. and what what happened with that? You know, was that mostly a satisfactory yeah, artistic I mean, experience? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The vinyl was interesting. I mean, it, there was a lot of demand for it at the start. Yes. And then of course, you left with a bunch. Everyone says it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but to be honest, you know, there's a, there's a limited pool of people who are mm -hmm. uh, into my music, and then there's an even more limited pool of them who have a record player mm. so mm. you know that was always going yeah to and it's way. a bit like the whole the whole facebook engagement is yes in general it's not real it's not real it's <laughs> yeah. you know i'm i'm contemplating yeah. that at the moment because I, I i'm not gonna, i would never do this but it's like you know imagine if i'd written down a list of every person over the last three, three or four years that had said you should do a book of your poems. And I think, like, I might go door knocking and visit those people. Like, when it comes in, I would never do that. But, no, no. you know, someone... I you, do. You, I know exactly what you mean, Yeah, Because yeah, I've got 10,000 subscribers It feels like something out of an old Woody Allen film yeah, or something. Yeah, I've got, to, exactly. I've got 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, right? Yeah. And, and, like, you know, half a million views of my free lesson videos and stuff mm, like that. Mm. But every time I put out a single, I get 2,000 views. Mm. You know? Mm. So it's like... Hmm. There mm. seems to be a disconnect here between people getting stuff for free that's good, you know, and, and mm. actually supporting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, that thought did cross my mind. I should do a video about you know, but it. But again, <laughs> it sounded so Woody Allen. I yeah. couldn't do it, you know. Um, I think the reality is that, you know, you kind of just got to keep pushing. Yeah. And, and that's part of the package. Yeah. That social media stuff. It's yeah, not the yeah. whole thing. No. Um, so I'm going to. Yeah, you know, my, my, my attitude has always tried to be with it that the, basically the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. You look for the good. Yes. The connections that yep. you form with people and the um, yeah the, the the lifeline I guess yeah. that it provides for people that work. and my and my fans are really engaged. Mm. I mean, when you look at the yeah the, actual the numbers, community. they're actually really into it. And so you know, I've got I don't know two or three thousand you know yeah. likes on my Facebook page, but they're real. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not, you know. I see yeah, yeah. quite a few, you know. You don't, 10, have, you don't have many Russian bots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so, and and I talk with them, you know, and it's like yeah. it's uh, it, that's a great thing, and it, and it definitely, I mean, that's how I get people to my gigs. You know? mm, mm. I don't spend a lot, and I do posters, I guess. Mm. Um, but it's not like I'm on commercial radio running adverts, and certainly mm, not mm. on TV or anything like that. So. 
Um, now, I didn't listen back to our last podcast because our conversation has, has continued online between us yeah. since then, so I sort of know bits around where you're at and what you're up to, yeah. so I didn't feel the need to, but I do remember, uh, I might misquote you slightly here, but I do remember you saying words to the effect of, um, you know, if Too Many Millionaires is my last album, I'm pretty happy with it, yeah. and rah, 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 like, and I don't know if I'll do another one. Yeah, I didn't. And, and, yeah, and so what's the journey between there and here, <laughs> and here we are? Just I not, mean, you've talked a tiny yeah. bit about it I mean, already. I think but what, just not being able to stop writing. Yeah. And, and, and I can't. No matter how many times I tell myself, right, I'm just going to focus on the teaching, and I'm just, because that's what's how I earn most of my money. Mm, you know? mm. It's my real job, mm. you know. And I'm going to focus on that. And, and, you know, if I write a song, man, whatever. But you can't help it. I think if you've got the bug to create things, you just can't help but do it. Mm. I don't think I could ever put it down, even if I never made another record. But the the thing with me is I start start believing in myself again, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, you get... The, the good thing about an album is if it does well, and it sold really well the last one, mm. you know, it was like, it was my most successful record ever, mm, even mm. including Smoke Shop, you mm. know, um, and that was back in the days when people bought records. Yeah, yeah, different climate. You know? yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I was thrilled, and, yeah. and it got really well received, yep. you know, internationally as well, and mm. and so you get all excited, and then you do the tour, and it's everyone's telling you, you know, they love it, and you've, actually, we played to pretty much full houses, and mm. it was fantastic, mm. and um, everywhere except Nelson. <laughs> Where one person left because they were offended by their song. I think it was too many millionaires. Um, anyway, which I didn't write, so I'm not going to take I'm not going to take responsibility for. Anyway, um, so yeah, you feel really good and you've you've kind of been pumped up, you mm, know. Mm. And who 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 wouldn't be, you know, yes. like you know, yeah. kind of slightly. Who big, doesn't yeah. feel that? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then of course it all comes to a crashing end at the end of the tour and the. The coverage just drops off like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. as it does, because it's, it's not time like to do it's, the accounts. Yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> so, and you know, uh, that all that stuff and the money, and then you pay everyone, and then you've, then you invariably get sick for a week or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you just spiritually think, as well as physically, bang, yeah. you just crash. Yeah, you know, and especially me, because I mean, I'm prone to like anxiety and depression, so it's like. It's like, um, and I'm not bipolar, but I can kind of understand how that works. Yeah, because yeah. I think. I think I don't know, but I think that's how it feels when you're just in that downward thing. Yeah. So and that goes that goes on for months. Well, it does for me. Yeah. And then you just one day you're just playing a guitar and a song pops out, or however it comes, and you think, oh, that's pretty good. You think nothing of it, and a couple of days later you might be playing again and something else will, and it just starts happening again. And then before you know it, you're kind of telling yourself these are pretty good songs. Mm, they need to be somewhere. They need to be somewhere because <laughs> otherwise they don't live until people hear them. Don't yeah, you know? yeah. It's not. I've got hard drives full of songs that no one's ever heard. They're just rubbish. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But when you do a good one, it's like, oh man. Yeah, like because you kind of don't know. Sometimes you don't know what they're actually about until other people hear them as well. Mm. I mean, some are obviously, you know, obvious, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's um. I don't know. It's a sickness, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... no, we all have our own version yeah. of it, I think. I think like, so, too. T you know, people have their... Even if it's not a creative yeah. uh, pursuit that is publicly yeah. filtered in any way, yeah. people have their unique um, 
frustrations and obsessions that actually yeah. drive them, right? That's right. Like, you know? so, and I'm just glad yeah. it's not sex addiction or fucking, you know. Yeah, gambling. Or, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's something that actually makes something kind of it's good It's ostensibly in the world. positive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Even if it has a cost as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, you were right. I did feel really, really down at the end of all that. Because the other thing, of course, is you always think, oh, that was so good. How am I ever going to do that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How am I going to top that? Yeah. You know, and you always want to. I mean, that's the whole kind of point is to get better. I always think about that line and, I mean, the, the film, most of the film has escaped me, but, you know, the famous Jack Nicholson, as good as it gets, and that line where he says, what if this is as good as it gets? Yeah, and yeah. it's often so hokey when a character yeah, yeah. speaks the title phrase. Yeah, yeah. And I think when he says that, it's it's been so long since I've seen it, but it's ultimately a positive, optimistic. Yeah. And I always like to think of the negative version of that, <laughs> like that same yeah. character saying, "Well, yeah, you know, yeah. like." And I think that that could be applied to most people when they finish a creative project. I think so. It's maybe particularly in little old New Zealand, or yeah. what if, you know, because what you're be, just describing yeah. is like the tour went well. The record was about as well received as it gets. It sold well. And you're like, well, what if this is as good as it gets? Yeah. Essentially, it is. That is yes. as good as it got for you in terms yeah. of um, achievements. Yeah. And then you're like, well, what do I do with that? But then you kind of measure it against another <laughs> yardstick. I don't think it's not necessarily about the success or mm. even the, mm. the the notices it gets mm. or whatever. It's like, and that's why I feel so good about this one, because even if it doesn't do as well, I personally feel better about this one creatively than I did about the last one. Mm. So... You know, if seems, that's not if that's not noticed by people, then that's a shame. Because I mean, I personally think it's a much better record. Well, I think I think that too because yeah. I've listened to it enough now to 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 feel okay about putting that out. But what I was struck with was, and maybe it's the a, a closer gap between them and a similar feel overall in terms of the amount of songs and the yeah. style of recording but these are the most two similar records in the sense that yeah. well what, what I was going to say was I know the same person made these yeah that's it and I feel like is that fair do you yeah, think? yeah I think yeah. the last record I actually found a way to work where I felt mm. completely comfortable within myself whereas before I'd always been trying to do a bit of everything yeah and well, I think the introducing record was really good, yeah. and I think that... Um, I don't. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm saying that having not listened to it yeah. against this one now yeah. yet, but I, I, I enjoyed it at the time, thought it was really good, um, and it certainly was a different you to mm. the you that had made the records before that, yeah. but Millionaires was definitely very different. Yeah, and refined, I guess, in many ways, and yeah. this and this sort of matches that level. Yeah, what um, I, what I, all round really. What yeah. I found is that I always used to go in and record. Always, we always recorded rhythm tracks live in the studio, mm. Right? Mm. almost always. And then I would take everything away except the drums and start again. Yeah, yeah. And then I, f I figured out that, you know, including redoing the vocals to get them perfect, and and what I did with the last record was realise that it's actually. The interactions, it's like a jazz record, man. Mm. It's the interactions and me singing and playing at the same time that creates something that you cannot reproduce any other way. Mm. So even though this record's got more overdubs, so to speak, um, it's always me sitting and playing the guitar with other people in the room at the same time. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's real. 
and and so and that's what I was always missing because I'd love love the songs back in the day. I'd love the songs. I think this is going to be great, mm. but my production process was all fucking wrong. Mm-mm. You know, I was looking for perfection instead of good. Mm. You know, and you just don't know until you know, mm. and it's taken me till I'm fifty to fucking figure it out. <laughs> you know, so and everyone used to say to me, "Oh, yeah, it's a good record, but you know about my yeah. old stuff." And I and I used to be offended and think it's you know it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I've kind of learned to accept how I sound, where yeah. I was always trying to sound like somebody else before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well that's it too, isn't it? Is that through that is how we find our own voice yeah. is, is yeah. that weird battle to integrate all these things yeah and it sounds really egotistical but it's actually letting go of your ego and mm. and just doing and when you listen back you listen back from the perspective of not that's a mistake that's pitchy mm. da 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 you just listen to an overall performance and feel it or not well my little yeah. notes that I wrote down to remind me of each song as we're going to talk through them yeah. I they you know I hope you're not offended by any of my notes but um, they are mostly like references to what I think as a person that might have influenced it but in, yeah, yeah. That, that's totally cut across with the fact that it's like this is your voice oh, I can yeah, just yeah. see how you've used I'm very aware of my yeah, influences yeah, yeah, and no, not, totally. I'm not at all offended if people point yeah. them out in fact yeah. the one that people always miss is like I love it yeah, I'm yeah. hugely influenced by yes. I love it but most people haven't noticed yeah you know it's like when I hear things like on the last album Hallelujah Rich Man's War mm. that guitar part is pure I love it man that's his you well, know, it's, it's me yeah. but it's like I'm, that's he was huge in my kind of decision to go acoustic. Yeah. Because he always manages to carry a song with him and a guitar, you know. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't he doesn't need the rest of it, and that's what I'm aiming for. So all of these songs. Um, and he's and he's basically still fucking fantastic, right? Exactly. Like his body of work. Because I remember, you know, when I got kind of hip to it was those two early records that came out pretty close together that are yeah. fantastic yeah. and I have yeah. both of those on yeah. vinyl and I I still go back to them but I think for I remember playing um, that first album in a bar years ago like taking a copy in and, and yeah. talking about it and putting it on and the guy behind the bar saying oh yeah no this record's great rah, rah, rah. and then I said something about his most recent record and he was kind of like oh no 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 only only those first two albums mate that's oh. it and I feel like he suffered that a lot of like kind of people grabbed those first couple of records and went we'll we'll have those for our see a lot of people you know? a lot of people just go for that the same with Elvis Costello yes. or almost anyone you know yeah yeah it's like they forget that even on their worst record there's always one or two amazing songs they're yeah. just the kind of artists that and McCartney's the same yeah yeah I had this yeah. recently with reading Chris France's book and going through all of the Talking Heads catalogue like yeah, yeah. like I get the argument where, with where people were at in their lives yeah. that those first yeah, four yeah, records yeah. are yeah. so vital to them yeah. but maybe it's because I'm younger and I didn't have that and I actually got the back half of the catalogue first but I'm like who could deny them for you know I, I, Road to Nowhere is fucking irritating and yeah, She yeah, Was yeah, is yeah. fucking irritating I get that big pop hits are irritating particularly if you sprung from the punk era yeah. but man there's some beautiful stuff on those records still like man there's some good pop songs there's some smart production there's some great arrangements and I reckon um, the Speaking think, in Tongues album you know yeah, Burning yeah, Down well, the House that's 
people and, always carry their own baggage yeah. into the way they hear or see things. It's, yeah. There's just no way to avoid it, I guess. Yeah. Except consciously switching that off if you can yeah, yeah. and just listening to things as pure art. Was there anything yeah. particularly new for you that came into your worldview in the writing and recording of these songs as, as a listener? As a listener. Like anything that really went... Yeah, there's always things, but anything that you can go, that had an impact on the album. Uh, nothing particularly new. I yeah. just think, I just think I switched off a lot of caring about. Well, this sounds a bit like that, so I did not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because yeah, I, yeah, I used to be really quite precious, and even you know, there's a cover on the record of someone I would never have covered. Yeah, I'd swore against it. Yeah, yeah. But then I listened back to the performance, just a mic test. Yeah. That's all it was. It was the first thing I recorded as a microphone yeah. test in the lounge, you know. And um, and I played it back and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. And it just kind of simmered away in the back of my mind. Then I th it was the perfect closer. So, I don't know, I think it's listening to old stuff in a different way and accepting that you can do it and not be it or try to pretend to be it. You can still be yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know. I guess it's just confidence in your own voice. And yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so no, there's nothing. I mean, I, I'm kind of. I listen to a lot of different music. It'll, you know, I know a lot of blues people just listen to blues, but I listen to a lot, as you know, mm. a shitload mm. of different stuff. So, mm. um, I really like David Mead's new record that came out last year. Oh, I haven't heard that yet, yeah, but he was like good. It. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like, like it. It's, good it was, songwriter. He released it all free, and I don't yeah. know if he's actually selling records anymore, right, like everybody right. else. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. There's some really good songs on it, good pop songs. Yeah, know? there's a new Panisse that, that, Brothers album, that, and, and that yeah, guy yeah. Joe Panisse is a bit yeah, yeah. like that, just a great pop yeah. songwriter. I don't think it's affected yeah. what I do, but it definitely helps to have an open mind about music, you know. Mm -hmm. And, like, <laughs> I discovered The Shins thanks to you, you know. And I and I know that's an old news to yeah, a lot of yeah, people, yeah, but yeah. to me that's new. It might as well yeah, be new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and if, so, yeah, well, if you didn't listen to it at the time, yeah. Then it is new. You well, know? exactly. I'm still, I'm still finding things like <laughs> That's that. That's right, man. Isn't it great though to yeah. be able to like for all the good new stuff? Yeah. And there's plenty, and there are yeah. all sorts of amazing things happening. It's amazing yeah. to and Jerry Reed, you know the guitar player from Nashville. Yeah. I only discovered him last year. Yeah. And watching him do that version of Hallelujah, I Love You So on TV, just him and a guitar, and it's like, holy crap. Well, my big um, discovery of the last God month or two only as this guy Julius Eastman who's a pianist yeah never knew anything I'm, I'm about him. him he's uh, he's dead and gone but he's a um I guess he's a classical pianist but right. he's but he's a bit like Arthur Russell like his whole jam was the New York 70s gay discos right and he loved all that shit and loved partying hard but he played like kind of that Keith Jarrett version of classical yeah. piano where yeah. it's kind of come from jazz yeah, yeah. and it's totally come from the church but full classical training and he has these albums that are like three hours long and he was putting out music in the 70s and 80s so he has these intense evocative titles like crazy nigger and stuff like that on wow. solo piano pieces so they're incredibly political to just, and I, I was like, how have I never heard of this guy? And I don't actually know. It was just mentioned somehow yeah. in some doco. And I was like, I looked it up and I was like, this is some sort of like 
everything I love about Gil Scott Heron and Arthur Russell in one person. Like well, I could have, I could have signed up to that twenty years ago. Yeah, Isn't but, it, it, but I did. But it, you know, it, then so I'm just buzzing about this like it's yeah, brand yeah. new music. Yeah, but and doesn't someone, that speak to? Doesn't that yeah. speak to? Um, the fact that there's so much oh, music totally. in the world that you'll never ever get there to you see. go so you didn't know him I didn't know him but yeah. someone listening to this will be like oh I was listening to him in the 80s and it's yeah, like yeah, that's wick- right. wicked like amazing yeah, yeah. you know and, and someone listening to it will go and look it up and they might not like it or yeah. they might love it yeah where it becomes troublesome is this kind of snobbery and inverted snobbery yes that gets involved with yeah, music yeah, and, yeah. and it just bothers me you know it's like mm. You either like it or you don't. It doesn't matter. It speaks to you. Where it, it or doesn't, it doesn't matter <laughs> where it lives in the sense of yeah. time or yeah. fashion or any of that doesn't matter. Yeah. It shouldn't matter, you know. It's like, you know, I don't care. I mean, I'd love everyone to hear my new record. But if someone hears it after I'm gone and likes it, that's great too. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's almost more way. I mean, I, <laughs> I joke about it, but part of it is like, you know, I've got two grandkids now and I'd, it'd be nice for them to have a couple of records of their granddad, you know, when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Mm. You know, <laughs> so well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's an amazing yeah. thing to That's pass cool. on, isn't it? Because you know, like, when I was a kid, and we've probably talked about this, you know, my my cousin, was, we called him my uncle, but he's really my my second cousin. Rod Stone was the big news guitar yeah, player in yeah. Wellington, you know. And knowing that as a five six year old and having his record yeah. was like, wow, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, you know, uh, someone related to me can do this. So, you know, I kind of. I think people just don't... Oh, totally. Oscar's writing stories on this computer. Yeah, yeah. I know. And he, he, he said, Mum, Dad, where are your books? Yeah. Well, they're in here. And he's like, no, the ones you've written. Yeah. Oh, well, we have each written a book. Yeah. Well, can I have them? I know I can't read them yet, but can I have them? And he wanted yeah, them on the cool. shelf. Isn't that cool? To, um, to feel connected to the idea. And we were like, well, we'd hope for so much more than you than just fucking trying to write. Like, yeah. but... <laughs> Also, you're eight, so you can have them till you're ten. Then That's you right. know, then you can, then you can get a real job, an yeah, idea yeah. for a real job. Fuck. But yeah. I thought I was really moved by that. That's, that is pretty cool. Cool. It's it's yeah, that yeah. idea of wanting to be connected to it. Yeah, and I think like getting back to new music. It's mm. like I don't care if it's new or old. I just no. care if it's good. Yeah, it's, it, as I say, I it speaks. It speaks to you or it if doesn't. I exactly. And um, and sometimes the stuff that doesn't. Um, there's an interesting journey around trying to process that, and right? sometimes it does later. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, because my yeah. my I grew up around endless freaking Johnny Mathis records. Yeah, right. And yeah, I yeah. hated it. Yeah. And now I I listen to like Chances Are, and I'm like, Man, yeah, that's a good pop song, and that is a hell of a vocal performance. Yeah, you know? phrasing, eh? You know, it's insanely yeah. good. Yeah. And so you know, you God, that's like tastes and. Mm. kind of ability to hear things changes as I, you have more experience I had this weird thing where I never really understood um, why people gave any sort of fuck about Carly Simon and right, she was yeah, a one hit wonder yeah, yeah. with you know you're so vain because that's the only song I ever heard on the radio and I listened to some of the records and I thought like I think I had a greatest hits and I was like yeah big deal okay like kind of second rate Joni Mitchell yeah. and then <laughs> I just started listening to a, a couple of the albums and it was just this eureka of like well, I get why people actually were in on this. Like, yeah. uh, has all the best players. Yeah. She is a great songwriter. She's a great singer. These, there's some yeah. stuff on there. Yeah. And there's a couple of tracks on this album I bought from bloody David N. White Gallery, you know, like, um, that I just saw as a bargain. And I was like, this fucking eats Joni alive. This is every bit as good as her or better. 
Amazing. And eh? it's incredible. And I was like, that was just dead to me. I mean, why I'd ever needed to put those two together and decided they need to fight it out is another story that, <laughs> yeah. that needs working on, of course, too. But but just like, there it is. It's yeah. like, that's something that I had just not bothered. It's, it's good when you, for some reason... Yeah. I think the reason I went back and listened to her was because... I'd met and interviewed Steve Gadd and found out he'd played on it. You know, it was something like that. Right, I was like, oh, right. well, I haven't actually heard yeah. that I'm aware I hadn't heard Gadd play on a um, Carly Simon record. Yeah. I better check that out. And that yeah. was the entry point. And it was like, you know, yeah. funny, eh? Yeah. Speaking of entry points, your album is called Getting Sober for the End of the World. That is the <laughs> title track, the it first is. song, the opener. Was that, that feels like such a mission statement. Was that the... Did that come first? Did that title come first as an album? Did that song, was that what set the journey in place? That was about the fifth or sixth thing I wrote by the time I realised I was writing songs for a new record. Mm. And it was just, it just came with a fingerstyle riff and then, I don't know, because the chorus came actually quite late. Um, and that's what the, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, I tend to, like when I'm writing, I'll often just set the, the recorder going and just start playing the riff and just, sing nonsense and when I play it back a phrase will pop out or something and I'll start writing words around that mm. and um, yeah and I did that getting sober part was literally me getting sober you know mm. and then I started to think about the world needing to be sober mm. to deal with climate change and stuff which is what it was written about when I, when you when I when I crafted it <laughs> that's what mm. I was aiming for mm. as well as the more obvious you know I'm not drinking anymore um, yeah I'm just thinking about you know and I've and the grandkids are relatively new in my life you mm. know and thinking about them instead of myself and what they're going to have to deal with and you know Oscar's yeah. age you yeah. know, same yeah. kind of thing um, and so yeah I don't know the, so the title when I got it it was like oh that's a good title you know and it works as a chorus yeah um and I just thought it was funny, you know. It's yeah, like yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. You know, it's mean, like yeah. those cartoons where somebody, <laughs> you know, one where the character finally figures out how to build something just yeah. before kind of yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The anvil comes down and crushes it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of vibe. So. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly the the sort of image I had yeah. with it, and and you had a lot of fun embracing the distancing and limitations of lockdown for the video. Yeah, well, the video was, was good fun because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were literally just in lockdown and mm. I just had to put the tour on hold and the release on, of the album on hold. And thankfully, as it turns out, but and um, and my partner Delia suggested that we just make a video and pop out a single. And I'm, it's not really my buzz, you know. But I um, thought that'd be fun. And so we just one evening set up a black sheet and I just played a bunch of different characters yeah. as myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Um, Paul, yeah, Paul McCartney and um, yeah, McCartney yeah, 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 or, or any, uh, I mean, Coming you know, or, you know, Peter Peter <laughs> yeah, and Doctor yeah. Strange Love, whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway, that it's you know, it's not a new idea, but I just had some fun with it, and it did. It did no, really but well, those are it? both um, yeah. great heroes of yeah, yeah. yours. That exactly. Oh, absolutely, man. And yeah. so, and yeah, so the video kind of had a bit of a laugh, and I, and I only put the character in of the electric frustrated electric guitar yeah, player yeah, yeah. as an afterthought. It was the last thing I Always did, the way and that, you know? that's and that the thing that it, everyone would have exactly. gone Exactly. Gosh that's funny, like yeah, yeah, straight away. Exactly. That's, that's a so, nice comment. So I, and, and so of <laughs> course and that being a kind of a funny video then made the the new one that yes. came out the other day yeah. completely nice counterpoint. The opposite. <laughs> 
<laughs> that couldn't be less funny. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really yeah. a heavy subject. But, yeah, so, um, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, the cynical amongst people would suggest, might think that it's, you know, oh, he's releasing an album for the COVID thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but it couldn't be further from the truth. I just loved... I knew when I written that song and the title was there that it would be a great album title mm. in some ways in other ways you know every time you have to write it out yes it's yes. massively long yeah you know yeah yeah so and you don't want to shorten it because then it doesn't mean the same thing you know you can't call it mm. end of the world or getting yeah, sober yeah, because yeah. without the that's, link yeah that's right that's it, separate it doesn't work so it's a it's a double-edged sword really i'm getting sober i'm getting sober sober for the end of the world i'm getting sober i'm getting sober sober for the end do you want to talk a little bit about getting sober oh i mean there's no huge i just came to a point where i realized a my health i'm diabetic mm. And it was so it was partly that, yeah. Um, and it was also coming to realization that every time I really fucked up in my life, I was completely wasted. And every time I ever had to apologize, I mean, really apologize for anything, mm. I was completely fucking wasted. And and I and I then I started thinking about how many times I've been sober on stage, and I couldn't count them on one hand. Wow. And like, and that then I I just came to realization that it. You know, the health thing helped me kick it because, mm, mm, you know. Mm. Yeah, but, you want to be around. But I came to a realisation that I'd really been relying on it, you know, mm. and uh, I hate relying on things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it pisses me off. So how um, how did you do it? Yeah, just I just... willpower and decision, yeah, the decision just, was made. I just like, stopped. Yeah. You know, I mean, I had a couple of slips. Yeah. And I might again, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You just got to deal with it on a daily basis and... And and I kind of never. But you basically went cold turkey. I'm going to yeah. stop drinking. Yeah. And yeah. do you remember when, exactly when you did that and all of that sort of stuff? It was after a gig at the yeah. Rogan Vagabond. Mm-hmm. And and the, also the fact that when you're a diabetic, you know, it's like two drinks in, you've already got a hangover. Yeah. So you weren't <laughs> drinking. You haven't been drinking as heavily as you would have in the past for a no, while. No, anyway. no, no. But so then I no exactly. Graduated so steps. Look, I don't think sense, I don't. I wouldn't call myself an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But I definitely had a problem with, yeah, with it. Interesting. And when I was drinking, I don't think I was my best self. Interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, but there's a lot of this going around. I mean, the reason I thought it'd be interesting to mention it, apart from the fact that it's inspired your song title yeah. Yeah, and yeah. your song and your album, yeah, and that you have to be comfortable speaking about that on yeah, some yeah. level. As I, I don't know if it's that thing of when you immerse yourself in a particular interest or in a world you suddenly of course we we never recognize our blind spots so you you suddenly realize a whole lot of this is going on but i haven't had a drink since february right so i'm suddenly aware of all these people that are stopping drinking and you know maybe maybe i wasn't and i've sort of just done it for um slightly similar reasons but maybe not quite as intense like maybe i i maybe i wouldn't say i had any sort of drinking problem but I definitely recognised that um, I could push it along and put it put the drink away and that I didn't need to be doing that anymore Yeah. and I was talking to someone about it and they said oh I suppose you don't, you know what about when you go to gigs again I guess COVID um, has happened, is happening and so you're not going to gigs as much but what happens then and it was like well actually I have no problem being out in public not drinking 
I'm more of a danger to myself when I'm at home. Right. Like I'm a real sort of take the lid off the bottle and throw it away person. Yeah. So actually sitting here at home with all my hobbies and distractions, a computer and music and movies it's ve- and writing, it's very easy to sit and drink with it. Yeah. It's quite enjoyable. Yeah. But uh, going out to a gig, well, I've had a big target painted on my back for years at gigs, so sometimes it's best not to get, <laughs> not to get hammered. I've also, I've also driven up the coast to go and see a gig, so I'm a responsible driver, yeah, so I yeah. won't drink. And I've also had years of carting a drum kit around where you're yeah. driving home so you don't drink. So I regularly go to a gig and not have a drink at all. That's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just have one or two, and that's not a problem. So, yeah, going out in public and not drinking is very easy. The, the Not thing for that me. I, the thing for, yeah for me the thing I thought I would struggle with the most would be being at home but so far well well done it's fine yeah see for me I've got this pretty intense anxiety that for years I dealt with with meds but um, but I was also self medicating to deal with it so yeah I couldn't go into a room of people without needing a couple of drinks so this is interesting because a friend of mine messaged me and said a good couple of months ago and he said uh, hey I hear you've um, you haven't had a drink in a while and I said yeah it's, it's been about two months or so three, two or three months and he said yeah I, I haven't had a drink in ten months and I said wow and he said yeah it's fantastic um, who knew that all my social anxiety was actually tied up in drinking when I thought that was the thing that was helping me <laughs> so yeah. you know he, yeah. he I, I mean he's, he's an old dear friend who I've known yeah. for, for forever yeah. and so I recognised that in him as soon as he said that I was like oh yeah you 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 were often the guy that had to stay at home and have an, an extra couple quickly before we went to the pub as students or yeah, you yeah, were the one yeah. that went straight up and got the first round and encouraged that we all drank jugs rather than glasses um yeah, and you're starting to worry me now, bro. That I've kind of hopped on a trend or something. No, no, well, that's the, no, no, no. Well, well I, th- I, I think the same thing of myself is like the, yeah. and, and I realise I haven't, but I've yeah. just started noticing it that yeah. it's it's around and, um, and and yet and yet I'm voting. I'm personally, I'm going to vote yes for the cannabis referendum. Yeah, because I think it should be a health issue. Yeah, I haven't smoked weed in years, you know. And, and rightly so, because every time I smoked weed, I had a massive anxiety attack. <laughs> Funnily enough, being, an undi- being yes. undiagnosed, and, yes. and like I thought, why does everyone like this? Yeah, yeah. You know, and yet you went along with it, because everyone kind of did, you mm. know, um, being the weak-willed person that I was. So, And I just used booze in the same way that people used, you know, a couple of tokes before you go out or whatever. Um, yeah, but I just didn't like... I mean, I because I, more often than most people, I guess... I got to see and hear myself when I was drunk. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like what I saw and heard. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then, you know, that's the times when you... I mean, I did really stupid shit when I was drinking. So, yeah, it's a no-brainer, really. It's... um, And I love whiskey. I just love the taste yeah, of yeah. good whiskey, you know. But... Yeah, yeah I was going to say, do you, are you, do you miss it on some yeah, level? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't miss it. See, when I yeah. when I see someone really out of control yeah. and doing something I know they're going to regret, I'm like, yeah, bro, I've been there, you know. I, I, I feel sorry for them. I don't want to be there again. That's mm. all. Simple mm. as that. And I don't care if I mean, people have a drink. Most people have a drink and it's no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. whatever, I'm not. Like the song says, I'm not preaching it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, for me, it's just right. No, I, I feel the same. I mean, again, it's like... How did I get to, like, I'm 54 this year, man, and I've just figured out my own voice and that I shouldn't be drinking. Mm. You know, that's a mm. lot of your life to piss around with piss and and 
wasting your time trying to be someone else musically, you know. <laughs> Some people never figure it out though, so yeah, well, just, that's you true. just gotta so look I'm, at the I'm, positive I that am. you did. I totally and, am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um self made is the second song. That's pretty obviously a Donald Trump song, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, take a look, there goes a self-made man with a poorly cut suit and a fake suntan. Yeah, take a look, people. It's a self The guy just man. irritates me beyond words. I mean, John Key fucked me off. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a smarmy, dangerous, yeah. probably more dangerous because he was... Well, he, knew. <laughs> he was more of a method to his madness, yeah, yeah. I guess. yeah. Whereas Trump's just an out of control chaos troll. Yeah, exactly. And so you know that's what that song's about. And there's two Trump songs on here, mm. really. Although the second one's less of a Trump song and more of a enabler song. I, can't, I just can't. You, how can you not say something about that guy? Mm. You know about what he's wrought in four years. Oh, totally. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So that's plain and simple. And the, the reason it's on there mostly though is because it's like it's four people in a room kicking ass without any drums. Mm. You know, and it stonks along. Yeah, it does. It's and I wrote down um, Terry Casey. Yeah. Harmonica. I Monstrous. wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> and I also wrote down Costello meets Hyatt. Oh, I thought, that's interesting. And the reason I wrote that is specifically the first two lines. I was like, and I know you're a big I'm a fan of both of those oh, guys, yeah, yeah, but totally. I know you're a big Costello fan. His not just his wordplay and his lyric writing ability, but his actual phrasing. Yeah. I feel like you tap into that or, that, or that taps into you in the opening wow. sequence of that That's song. That's really interesting because in my head, I'm thinking Sun Records. Yeah, right. 1955. But Elvis in his Grizzly. head, um, Elvis Costello is often thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. that too, right? Yeah, 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 so yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> so yeah, you're definitely, the, the touchstone for me was definitely that early mm. Elvis. Mm. You know, kind of yeah. big, big vibe, big groove without... Yes, drums. without drums, yeah. yeah and little I, slapping you know, bass, and I Steve love, Moody's bass on that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I love that sound as a as a person that's obsessed with the drums and has had yeah. a go at playing it. I've, I always love a groove without a drummer. Yeah. I love it. Well, I love this, most of this record doesn't yeah. have a drummer. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, and that's kind of, it, it's really freeing in some ways, mm. you know. But, but I love it. You know, like, I, I'm getting into, the, like, the Oscar Peterson trios without a drummer. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. there, were, there were great stuff with yeah, the drummer yeah. too, um, Ed Thigpen. But um, but yeah, the stuff that they would do. When he it didn't was just, need a rhythm section at no, all anyway. No, that's, <laughs> that's that solo record he did. Yeah, and that guy's lounge is just oh, yeah monstrous. Yeah, yeah. So see, there's a guy who found his voice really early on musically, you know, yes, piano voice. Yes, yeah. Um, but by the same token, he could have been accused of being Art Tatum. At, at times, you know, mm-hmm. so everyone's like you get back to influences. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone has. So yeah, I'm not. When you say Hyatt and Costello, I'm like, yeah, I, I listen but, to a lot of that stuff, but I still think. No, totally. It's, it's your. Me. It's, it's absolutely you know? yeah, your yeah, voice coming yeah. out through it. But what what I um got was like, the, lyrically, vocally, Costello, and then I guess there are elements of that that groove is in a lot of things but that groove there are elements of that when Hyatt's really firing oh, yeah, I yeah. think even some of those like I guess they're mid-period now but later mid-period records like Little Head and stuff like oh, that yeah, you yeah, know yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah or maybe Crossing Muddy Waters yes, is probably yes, more of a point yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah yes I mean, that's right where, where he really acknowledges how into the blues he is yeah, exactly. without being a bluesman that's right I think he does that well oh, and yeah, I think and he, I think that's probably where you're getting to is going yeah. like 
coming in the other direction. That's right. It's like I've 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 waded through that muddy yeah, 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 muddy yeah. river and I'm still into the blues. Yeah. But there's more than more to yeah. me than just being yeah, or just yeah, wanting yeah. to be a bluesman. Yeah. I think that's and I maybe, think and that's consciously what when I when we pitch this record in Australia, we are pitching it for what it is, which mm. is a roots music record. Yes. In Australia, roots music means roots music. It doesn't mean reggae like it, <laughs> yeah, does, yeah, like yeah. it does here. Yeah. So, and it is, you know, it, it's Americana. Mm. It's, there's, there's actually pure country on it. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's, you know, that Matt Hay song, we'll get to that, but mm. well, that's, no, it's not next. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> well, it let's is. get to it now. Yeah, I was going to say, lo- a love that I had. So this yeah. is the first cover yeah. of this record. I heard this on Matt Hay's last record and I just thought it's a really good song. Now, who's Matt Hay? Matt Hay. I know who he is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So Matt Hay, I met Matt when he was playing in a band called Cool Disposition, mm. um, which is a great song by Sonny Boy Williamson, so immediately they... Mm. And they were a cool kind of... They were super... You know, this is when I was in Smoke Shop, or just after. So they would have been in their late teens, maybe early 20s. Um, and he played mean harmonica. Um, and, yeah, we just got to be friends. I was his best man about 20 years ago or so. And he's just kind of developed this very quiet um, songwriting style that doesn't mm. kind of doesn't seem to have done him any kind of favours as far as getting a, a fan base is concerned but he's just a good songwriter yeah consistent yeah exactly yeah. and yeah. And, um, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying that because yeah. you know he's a very successful lawyer his own very yes. successful legal practice so um, but he just uh, this song really struck me as something and I just felt that it needed a to be picked up a little bit and delivered in a different way. And so mm. I was just playing around with it. And it was actually the first thing we recorded and it just sat, you know, and Delia plays the drums on the snare with the snare off with her fingers, mm. you know, and it's just got this really, I don't know, it's kind of raikudri. Yeah, no, that's what I've written mate, down. You know, I've written down, you know. and you've got the accordion in there. Yeah, so I've, yeah. I've written down raikuda, yeah. um, flaco himenez. Yes, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. when I when I contacted Craig, to play because we did the tracks and then I thought this really would, accordion would be perfect yes. you know? and I contacted Craig Denham and he was in Prague at the time um, so we couldn't record together anyway yeah, yeah. Um, and I just said channel your inner Flaco Jimenez yeah and, yeah and like he nailed it it sounds totally. like it's oh. a beautiful performance yes it is it really is yeah. it's like when I listen back to it I'm like you can't believe he's not in the room with us yeah yeah no totally so, and it's such sympathetic and he's such a great player and it's got that great yeah, mid seventies Raikuda. Yeah, I think so. Maybe music. maybe even a little Los Lobos, eighties yeah, Los yeah, Lobos yeah, about it. Yeah, um, and, totally. and that, although that's what it came out as, yes. just simply by the fact I wasn't aiming for it to start with. We were just playing it, mm. and to, you know, like to start with, I was just finding a way to play it on the guitar on my own, mm. and then we just added those things, and it's so it's sort of like. A country weepy and yeah. a blues song exactly. and a Cajun, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. it's great. It's got yeah. this beautiful yeah. it's kind sort of, of it's melting pot yeah, of styles. So. And I think the guitar playing in the intro, I felt like I'd, I'd not at all suggesting that you grab this from him at all. But I know you guys did some stuff together after a long time of not. But I was like, oh, I could hear that's a bit of a Paul Urbana thing happening there, really? and that I could hear him. Yeah, I could hear him. Yeah. Taking the song in that direction, yeah, I think, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, I mean, there's no question that he's influential, man. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, you're possibly right, you know? He'd, he'd, he'd do wonders with that song. Yeah, I started thinking that I could hear him do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
I didn't. I haven't thought about it consciously. But yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. possibly right. It was probably one of the first things where I've been really, you know, playing in that kind of major pentatonic kind mm. of way. You know, or even just purely major scales. You know, it's not not really blues guitar. Yeah. It strikes me that one of the things that you've, I guess you've always done, but what you've started to do, if I look at these records together, these last two, is you kind of shine the light on a songwriter that maybe some people haven't heard of. Yeah. Um, you've always been a big fan of Bill Lake, and yeah. obviously lots of people that know your stuff know, but yeah. there are people that don't. There yeah. are people that don't oh, know absolutely. Bill Lake or yeah. don't know how great he is, and we had a big gush about him last time, yeah. of course, because yeah. there were a couple of songs yeah. that you were doing. Um, but then you, and we'll get to this later, but then you'll also, what I like is you'll cover a song that, well, everyone's fucking heard of yeah. the songwriter, you know, so yeah, it is, yeah, you're yeah. not just trying to go, oh, I'll only do obscure covers. No, I just... You've got this good it's sort purely of, on a song basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, I, if the song is, doesn't yeah. speak to me, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine why you would do it any other way. Yeah, yeah so. and I guess that's a, um, you know, there are lots of people like that. Richard Thompson's obviously someone yeah. that... that that is a great songwriter who grabs yep. from all sorts of yep. things and, and and Elvis Costello has done a great yep. range of covers totally. you know and, yep. and, and, and and they can be really obvious well known things as well as absolutely yeah yeah because yeah I mean I'm not all songwriter and I don't think those mm. guys are either I'm no. part, part performer you know yeah, so, yeah. and there's something about taking somebody something you've heard somewhere else yep. and making it your own that's quite satisfying yeah you know? yeah I'm really, yeah, like that song, you know, Love That I Had, I'm really happy with that performance. Mm. It's, um, you know, it's like a take for the ages, really, to get that all in the in that place and time. Another Day is the fourth song. Yeah, which um, I only just realised when I when we mastered the record, I played it back as that 60 beats a minute, so it's like a ticking clock. <laughs> and that's kind, of the, that's kind of the theme of the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. It's about, it's just, yeah. it's just one of those, one of those times when you're just feeling like, why the fuck am I here? And this is one of your, potentially one of your Lyle Lovett yeah. songs, yeah. could be. Yeah. And I've written down in block capitals, voice. That is what yeah. hits me about that yeah, song. Yeah, I'm really happy with that performance. Yeah. It was just me and Steve in the lounge playing yeah. together. And it just... But it just really sticks out to me as like, you know, this is a good song, this is a great musical yeah. performance, but wow, this vocal. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. And I spent a lot of, obviously, because I've recorded and mixed it myself, mm. I spent a lot more time on my voice than, <laughs> than I probably should have. But right. I think it's actually brought out some things that I yeah. haven't necessarily been there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the natural tone of my voice. I know what I sound like, and I kind of spent a lot of time drawing out that stuff. Yeah. I wanted the voice, when you hear it, I've mixed it a lot louder than I have on other records, yeah. too. I think you've got that thing going too where it's like everyone knows you're a guitar player, you're yeah. a guitar teacher. Yeah. You're often photographed on the cover yeah, of your yeah. albums, the early ones holding a guitar. Yeah, yeah. And that's great, but that's it's pretty... like fuck shut I'm a singer as well. Someone's yeah. gonna sing the song. I think and I'm it's more me. of a singer. No, I know, and I think I think I think you're sort of like maybe that's the slight overcompensation aspect yeah, yeah. of of focusing on the vocals, yeah. but it's with good reason. It's yeah. like, hey, I do this as well. Well I'll tell you what what why I wanted to bring the vocals forward on, and they are much more forward mm. on this record mm. than probably even the last one and the one, and definitely the ones before that go before it, is listening to a lot of Frank Sinatra and realizing that, man, he's his voice is always yeah. up front and center. It's hanging yeah. in mid air, and the band is in the background. Yeah, and and then I listen to like things like I've been listening to for years, like Beatles records. The vocals yeah. are all forward. Yeah, you know everything else is. It's like you, what, know? you know, like the eighties and nineties. Everybody started pushing the band forward and the vocals back. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who, who else? And it's funny because, you know, like, we won't, we won't get into the 
hours that can be spent on this. But, but <laughs> Won't we? D- well, we might. <laughs> um, Dylan's voice is always forward. Yeah. And, oh, you those, know, those latest records. Those latest records. Yeah, you know, that's the, again, the that's thing, the Sinatra thing, right? It's like, the same thing, yeah. man. It's realising yeah. that people want to hear the words yeah. and they want to feel like they're in connecting with and a, they want to feel they want to hear the words and feel the exactly. delivery exactly yeah and yeah. so and just again it's that it's not ego it's actually kicking the ego out mm. and because ego is what made me bury my voice mm. thinking it wasn't good enough and I'm you know that's well it's probably a bit easier and, and maybe when you're drinking too it's a bit there easier to lap up the appreciation for guitar solo yeah, yeah because yeah. It, it, it seems more obvious all round yeah. it's easier to get you know yeah. how to milk that especially oh, yeah. live oh we'll just chuck these licks in well it's not even licks live no no but you know it's, like, it's theatrics yeah yeah know? yeah so, yeah. and I'm, I'm so not about theatrics I mean I used to jump around and all that shit mm. and it was generally because because you didn't have any confidence that you're actually doing anything any good, Mm-mm. and so you know, man, I sit down most of the time when I play now, so it's not yeah, about, yeah, not about theatrics. Um, yeah, the voice, I'm really happy with it. Thanks for pointing yeah. that out. I'm like that song. Yeah, I sing it really well. In fact, yeah, I'm confident enough to say that I think I sing everything on this record really well, and it really pleases me that there are mistakes that I can live with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I can yeah. hear where things aren't quite... Well, it's such a human record. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's, and that's what I wanted to keep, yeah. and that's what I discovered with Millie. Yeah, yeah. It was like, shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, we just played this and yeah. recorded it, and here it is, and it's pretty good. Yeah. You know? What more can you ask for? You could kind of polish it forever, but it's still, you know, the basic shape of it is, is what it is, and you can actually, just like that, you know, that painting everyone's, mm, mm. that medieval painting that everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could end up with that. And, yeah. I, and I did in the past, you know. So, so, so yeah, so, and, you know, doing it to yourself is even worse. Yeah, yeah. So the, we're at the middle of the album mm. now. We're at the song that you think, I think we're at the song that you think is your best, Ernie, yeah. and it's called Ernie Abbott. Yeah. It's about a real person. Yeah. And I didn't know that much of this story. I'm possibly a bit young for it to have, yeah. you know, really... I'd, I'd had heard of him yeah. and did know the basics. So I've written down dirge, politics, video, story <laughs> song. Those are the things that yeah. I want us to, to okay. get through. Well, but I'd like you to leave it. It is a dirge, and it's a dirge in the sense that th- that dirge has been destroyed yes. as a word. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lament. Yes. Right? So it's, yeah. I purposely wanted it to sound funereal because... Yes. I wanted to give the guy another funeral and kind of bring him to attention of people because, you know, he didn't purposely throw himself on a hand grenade or anything, but he essentially did. Yeah, that's the metaphor. In, in the act. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like he just did his job, but in doing his job, he saved a. Sh- I mean, you know, Helen Kelly's dad would have died, you know? Yeah. Our number of union leaders would have died. Mm. That was the aim of. There's a lot of conspiracy theories about, of course. Because mm. they never found the killer, mm. so you know, and I don't want to get into that all the possible yeah, who yeah. did it. Yeah, but but I, you know, it's just the human side of it grabbed me and always he did. Loaded up his casket on a gold Kingswood use and the people they stood around crying. Obviously, politically, it interested me too, but yeah. the fact that, you know, somebody's got to know who did it. And so that's the thought that was in my head, and that became the kind of catch cry of the whole thing, mm. you know. Um, 
So I guess what I was interested in too, yeah. in, in about it, about you writing that song and, and being proud of that song, yeah. rightly I think, was um, <clears throat> this idea of it being a true life story put to song. Yeah, uh, it's hard and, to do. Yeah, and but I imagine, and that what I know from some of our conversations over the years and from listening to your music. Okay, so there's there's so much of that in the blues in general. Sure, like story songs, yeah, yeah. myth. Yeah. as much as yeah. real truth yeah. is. Yeah. But obviously in other forms of music too, I wonder if you have like key moments where you've gone, man, the story behind that song, fuck. Like, and you're just compelled to listen again and again to it because of... Yeah, I think I think Let Him Dangle on the Spike album yeah. by Elvis Costello. Yeah. That led me to discovering about that whole... Right, You know, yeah, the last yeah. person hung in England yeah. being somebody who didn't actually commit the crime. Yeah. You know, um... And and on the same record, um, tramp the dirt down. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, obviously, a little bit more of a polemic, but because um, she was on fire around that time with he that really, stuff. Really like, was. For, 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 but he gets a lot of flack. For, but I was going to say for those songs, for yeah. that being allegedly the era where yeah. but a bit like that second wave of Talking Heads, like yeah, the, yeah. the hardcore That's move, right. uh, the hardcore have moved on. But even I'm thinking a couple of years before that, like yeah. Pills and Soap and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, man, I know. It's brilliant, some brutal, brilliant stuff. Exactly. So as far as I mean, I just wanted to be able to tell. As much as anything, it's the first time I've written a New Zealand story yes. that's directly about a real person who lived, mm. who's a hero because... It's affected you. Yeah, that's like, really yeah. affected me. And and I just wanted people to feel what it, the injustice of it. And that was like... And so as, as well as the... And, you know, just opening line, that you know, um, they loaded up his casket on a gold Kingswood ute. Couldn't come from anywhere else. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, yes, it's like... Um, you know, McGlashan's yeah, White yeah. Valiant yeah. and those sorts yeah. of, and even Dominion exactly. Road, those scene-setting And things. interestingly, we did kind of think when we were doing the video, because Clive Copeman, who made the video, I just pitched the song to him, and mm. he came up with this idea of making the video about the bomber, a fictional bomber. Mm. And we did kind of think about a thing well made as part of it, yeah, because yeah. of the bomb, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's all those kind of things. Yeah. They're, they're definitely there. Um, but I didn't want it to be... I wanted it to be emotional rather than directly, you know, sorry, my phone, um, than directly kind of autobiographical. So it's not, it isn't directly mm. autobiographical, but it's, I just wanted it to be felt rather than understood. Yeah, yeah. You know, they can understand later, but the, the kind of vibe and the and the performance sells it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just that whole, you know, Delia playing the doom, doom, yeah. doom, yeah. the, and the bass just, it only pops out when there's big drama. The way the way I mixed it, everything about it came right. You know, the, the, I knew the song was good because mm. when I played it a couple of times just on my own, it, rooms just went dead quiet. Mm. So I knew that I knew. Yeah, it was, it's a bit like know. it's a bit like in in the dramatics, not in the actual playing. There's no there's no borrowing, but it's a bit like um, some of the aspects of Dylan's band on that new album of his, yeah, you know, how they, how they yeah. sit in the back, or even even over the last 15 yeah. years, his bands, how yeah. they, they know to sit back and yeah. then just, and, and never rush a yeah, tempo. Yeah, see, for me, the album that really turned me on to Dylan, I know all that early stuff and I yeah. get it, but it was Oh Mercy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, that, yeah. when the, the back half of it, the balance, yes. man, yeah. it was like, oh my God. I I kind of got Dylan, but I didn't really get him until that. Yeah, I, I reckon yeah. most of the time is up there with... Absolutely, anything. Anything from yeah. 
any of your greatest yeah. hits of yeah. like I'm always like, why is that not yeah. better? And so Dylan's definitely an influence, but mm. I think I don't know, man. It's people have described it as Tom Waitsy. Yep. Um, and maybe it is. I don't know. But I listened to a wee bit of Tom Waits, but I, I'm not trying to do the cookie bear voice or anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm still singing like me. It's just that it's in a minor key. Yeah. And it had to be. It's it's, it's a it's a funereal dirge. Yeah, know? it's so unrushed, which is... The... And the funny thing was, <laughs> I pitched it to uh, New Zealand on air as a single <laughs> for a video grant. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering what, if it got, how much of yeah. it got played at the meeting, you know? <laughs> Whether they got through the first two minutes because it's six minutes long. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, it's worth a shot. Yeah, well, it was. And Delaney Davidson was, we were pitching for him to make the video for it, which would have yeah. been an interesting, different kind yeah. of take on it. Yeah. Because he does some wonderful work. I imagine yeah. it would have been rather more gothic. Yes. But I like the video that Clothes come up yeah, with. It's totally. really human. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, the trick, the trick to it is that it takes a while before you figure out that you're not actually. It's not the video is not about Ernie Abbott. You know? mm, mm. It's about some fictional guy that could be the bomber and his daughter, who her whole life knew about it. So yeah. I think the combination of the video and the song is really good. Um, yeah, and I, but just where it sits on the record is really good too. And yeah, there's yeah, also, it's such a centerpiece. And without edition. without knowing it, I'm gone from uh, and they're both slide guitar. The piece before and this one mm. are similar, except this is even slower. Yes. So it's like you think six yes. beats. <laughs> A minute. This is forty-seven beats yeah, a minute, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's and, and the slide part actually echoes what's in the song before it. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't wasn't aware of. Until well, that, that happens a couple of times in this record. That yeah. happens at the end of the record yeah, too. That's right. Um, so, Alison Jane is the next song. Yeah. Just a stupid kind of boasty, kind of typical blues song, really. But it's not a blues, you know. It's of all, I like it a lot. Of all yeah. the songs on the record, this is the one most familiar to me about the sorts of songs you can do yeah. like this is a dare I say it, you could almost describe this as a filler song but a killer performance yeah you know yeah. I think, think that's yeah. what, what gets it's, it over the line yeah I think what gets it over the line is the feel yeah yeah absolutely and the tongue in cheek hopefully yeah 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 because yeah. you know it's obviously tongue in cheek I'm not sad lonely anymore the things I wrote down were the feel, the groove, the very staples, yeah, yeah. staples, staples, singer-esque <laughs> groove, and we'll get to why that. Um, but the name, why that name? I, and how do you come up with that? It on, I <laughs> yeah, canvassed it on I think Facebook I saw that, yes. Because I had the melody, and it kind of flowed into the guitar part. Yeah. And so it was like, it's got to be that amount of syllables, and so I got... Hundreds of people suggesting, you know, names of yeah. But they, what that most people didn't get was that it had to sound right as well. It wasn't just syllable count. Mm. It's how the syllables are, are emphasised. Yeah. And and somebody said Alison, and then somebody put Jane after it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there it is. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> and you have this great, as I said, staples singers, pop staples kind of groove and feel, and you can't get pop staples anymore. Uh, haven't been able to get him no, for a while, yeah. um, and I know he's someone who has meant a lot to you yeah. um, for a long time, yeah. and and that sound. But you got literally the closest thing you can get. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, because Rick Rick Holmstrom plays on it, and I just asked him, you know, do you want to play on this song? And he said, send it to me. Rick has been for what, probably just over a decade. Yeah, I think about two thousand eight. Yeah, with, with he is Mavis, Mavis Staples. Staples 
guitarist. Yeah. And um, and he's fucking great. And he's so amazing. I've seen him play with her, I think, three times. Yeah. I mean, he's played with everyone yeah. for years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. On he's the a, West Coast blues he's scene He's a journeyman musician. She walked into a bar and saw his band playing. Yeah, yeah. And, and went, I'll have, I'll have I'll, them. I'll have them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've, I was just going back through some of my interviews because yeah. I put together that e-book and one of them was with Staples. So yeah, yeah. I, I just reread yeah. her saying exactly, I mean, she's good at telling the and same so, story to yeah, everyone. Yeah, exactly, so, like, of course. You, you know, know, we I mean, all, you get in that mode. Totally. And so we know. know her stories, but they're, they're great in her voice. Yeah, and, yeah. and I've been a huge fan of his playing for years. Mm. His swing playing, his jump blues playing and mm. what he's doing with Mavis. And, um, and he commented on a video of mine, I don't know, probably a decade ago, mm. um, that he, like, he dug me and said some nice things, and I got in touch. And uh, and then we walked into a bar in, in LA where he was playing, and he handed me a guitar. So it's kind of that relationship that's grown yeah. from respect for each other, which is really amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just I'm so thrilled that he was keen to play on the song. So you asked him, you were yeah, like, and he was hey, like, hell yeah, I love the song, yeah, yeah, he loved yeah. it. So, and he knew exactly what to play, I didn't tell him what to play. No. And I mean, he just played himself. So know? this is another example of, I mean, this wouldn't, you wouldn't have ever got him in the same room. No. So, not. you know, so what did he do? Record this in he his house? in a studio or in, in a studio LA. In LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I had to pay for the studio time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, which was very reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, and that's the only electric guitar on the record. And mm. when I got it back, it was like so huge. It was like, oh, how am I going to make this work? But it does. It totally does. You know, it's like you don't think, oh, it's suddenly electric guitar. It just works with the yeah, track. Yeah, totally, you know? totally. And again, there's no drums on the no, track. No, no. Well, not really. It's like yeah, kick, yeah, yeah. shaker and slide yeah. stick. Yeah. You know, it's very, I mean, it's... No, the groove is propelled yeah, by the yeah. guitar. And it, if anything, that's the most Raikuda. yes song on that I've ever done yeah yeah which yeah. is you know it might be a little bit of an homage really yeah you know that kind of half time feel maybe a bit of the band yeah influence yeah it just works and it's catchy yeah you know? so no totally that had to be on there that'd I'd be just, a fun one to for you to rock yeah. out on oh yeah live, live. Yeah. yeah and of yeah. course we can double time it and do yeah it yeah yeah, it, yeah. no that can go anywhere that's yeah right. exactly so it's um yeah, again, it's not as serious as all the other songs, but I think it's nice to give the uh, serious a wee bit of a break as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So track seven is called One Evil Man. Now, this this might possibly be the other Donald Trump. Yeah, well, that's that's, where, <laughs> that's definitely where it starts. Yes, yes. But I think, I think everyone... Well, must... actually, where it starts is with um, some nice little uh, reminder of the... Um, intimate acoustic nature of the recording yeah like i wrote down um, oh, yeah. the, the banter intros yeah yeah that. well i had to chop some of yeah, it off but yeah, you yeah. got the gist of it take one <laughs> basically almost everything on this record was first take mm. and so the joke was this was the song that i had to re-record right right so that was the joke but i always loved that that in there yeah, yeah, yeah. And not just a little reminder, but it just it just has a nice vibe. Again, it's like, oh, these are you know you, you feel this with your records and, 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 and certainly with this one in particular. But it's nice to be reminded. Oh, this is this is some humans. Yeah, that's right. The, the, Playing in a the room at the same time. Think and feel, and yeah. yeah, and and here they are, and yeah. and however serious some of the subject matter might be they can have a bit of a chuckle. Oh, yeah. You know, either side of it. So yeah, yeah. I like that. So that's how it starts. Yeah, and and the, and the and so the joke is, you know, what take is this? And it's mm. take one. That's mm. been the joke for the whole record. Mm. Anyway, inside joke, probably not that important. But 
the song itself is, I mean, yeah, it's about Trump. I mean, let's face yeah. it. But it could be about any demagogue, yes. really. You yes. know? And it's more about, when you get to the last verse, I don't know if I want to give it away, but it, it tells another story about potentially how the people get there, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just thought it was a nice twist and it was a groove that worked. Yeah. And again, it's kind of memorable. The, all of them, I think, are catchy enough in that you can remember the tunes. They're not just kind of generic 12 bars. You and know? I think I was thinking about it because I wrote down politics for this as well because um, of, of obviously of what you've just discussed, but also it made me think that and I think we went through this a bit before when I talked to you, maybe the very first time for the podcast, but, but um, you know, I think, like, for whatever Albatross at all, the Planet Key song may, <laughs> may have been and become, it was arguably the thing that gave you the license to really incorporate yeah. talking about politics yeah. in, in your own songs. Uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... Um yeah, it did. It did. I kind of, I have my own kind of regrets about that thing, but um, for whatever, it's there, and I can't go back and do it again. You mm. know, um, but yeah, it did kind of, in, in my own mind, enable me to think. Well, I've always written this kind of stuff as poetry, or just yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, yeah. Why can't I use it? Yeah. Why totally. do I have to stick? Yeah, to, yeah. Why can't that yeah. be part you know, of? You know, and then I thought, well, yeah, man. I mean, people like Steve Earle have been doing whatever they want. They yeah. write love songs. They write politics songs. Yeah, yeah. You know they don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not Billy Bragg. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, even Billy Bragg is a Billy Bragg. Say, yeah, let's yeah, be yeah. honest. He writes love songs too. Yeah, you know? just really good ones lately. Yeah, exactly. Actually, the last, the last few exactly. records have so, uh, seen a nice change from him. So I just gave myself permission, and and it's kind of it's good. I mean, if you look at this record, the subject matter is way wider than I've ever had before. Mm, you know? mm. And, and it's funny and sad and probably sadder than anything I've done. Mm. You know, I think the next song definitely. The, I was just going to say, that leads us nicely to a song called Broken. Yeah, well, what can which, say? Which, yeah, well, all I, well, I wrote a couple of things down, but the thing, I, the thing I wrote down was confession, question mark. Oh, <laughs> possibly, possibly, and also looking at, at another Darling, person's I'm life. Yes. I've been broken. And of course, you can't help but carry your own stuff into it. Mm, mm. Um, and and someone did say when they heard it that, "Oh, that's my life." So you know, I thought it was heartbreaking in a really beautiful way. Yeah, I, think I really. So. Oh, it's not supposed to be. Um, hopefully, not depressing. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, but, uh, but really, really deeply felt song yeah and it's interesting because I played it back and I was like mm. but to get the emotional impact I put the whole thing through my amp and mic'd it, mic'd it up and re-recorded it mm -mm. And, and and it's the only thing on the record that's sonically quite different I think mm. and it just works I don't know what else to say about it really it's very direct yeah and and yeah and man see I played that on my own and Terry put the harp on later. Mm, mm. But you could swear he was in the room. That's yeah. the first take, first pass. Wow. He just played that. Wow. And if you listen to that, it's like, man, it's, it's, the most, it's like Craig's playing. It's yeah. so sympathetic, man. It's amazing. Yeah. You, know? you guys, there's a couple of moments on the record where there is that, just that lovely, you know, you've got your own version of it, but it's, you know, it is like that 
you know, I guess I, I say this because it was a, an early record in my life, but like the Sonny, Terry, Brownie, McGee combination yeah. of what you and... Yeah, except we like each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's nothing, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I know what you mean, there's but, a, there's a yeah. we've been playing music together since 1985. I was going to say, man. so there is that similar yeah, connection in a way course. of that shared, yeah. It's way more than yeah. music, man, yeah, so he's yeah. a soul brother if you want to go you know without being a cliche a, he is there's a thing you do with your voice on broken too which reminds me of that i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna say you know this when he does this but of course you know this well but robert cray has uh, another great guitarist who's yeah, had yeah. to who's in a way had to fought to be had to really fight to be heard as a great vocalist yeah i think but or even as a great guitar player by and, many yeah, of the blues community no, totally. which is disgusting they don't yeah for some reason they don't get how great he and is. But anyway. You you and I have, talk, have talked quite a lot about yeah. how good his last few records yeah. have been too. Yeah. Um, but you know how he has that, that real, his version of like a blues holler? He has his version yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, It's a real soulful wail. And mm. so you have a bit of that in there, I think. Yeah. Um, there's a tiny bit of another Robert in that song in the intro and that leads into yeah, yeah. that I'm hearing and that leads into the last the last song, which is the um, final Robert. song and the second cover. And you do a thing that you've possibly been hiding from for <laughs> forever in the, in the recording since you cover a Robert Johnson song. I know, I have been. And I love, yeah. I mean, the, the, tr- the problem I have with Robert Johnson is that everybody thinks he started it. Yes. And it, there's so much more. I mean, he was wonderful. He was really yeah. amazing. Yeah. But there was so much more. But the, the, just the song has always blown me away and I never thought I could ever play it. Mm. And um, maybe I still can't. I don't know. I just know that this was a microphone test. It was the first thing I did in this in the studio. This morning, the blues walking like a man. The song is Preaching Blues. I mean, there are only, what, 28, 29 Robert Johnson songs, as we all know from um, the various versions of the the myth. Um, I wrote down wood. And the re- not because it gave me that, but because, um, <laughs> but because I, I just and you, you know, you've sort of answered this by talking about the mic test thing. But I love the sound of the guitar on this. Ah, now you can yeah, hear yeah. the wood in the room. Yeah, it's know? interesting because it's a fiberglass guitar. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a Beltona fiberglass right. resonator. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm really I just it was just literally sit down in front of the mic tutu around on the guitar, start singing and playing. Mm. And I never even thought that's what I was going to play, apart from I was in that tuning. So I was just playing it and recorded it all the way and just went back to have a listen to see if everything was in the right place, you know, the vocal mic, the guitar mic, etc. It's a nice way to finish the record. Yeah, and the cool thing so, I really noticed about it the other day was, of course, the last line is going to the distillery, stay out there all day, <laughs> on an album called Getting Sober for well, the End of the and, World. And also, there's, a, there's another nice little... Um, Bookending trick that you do where you open the record with a song that has a line about I ain't preaching and you close the record yeah, well, with a song preaching called blues. Preaching Blues. Yeah, yeah, I, so know. I didn't think about that, that, but you're right. No, I was going to say that. I, I, wondered if, <laughs> I wondered if that was something that you probably no. didn't even think about. No. And that, then you have that happy totally, moment where you're like, totally oh, musical. It that's just, right. But then you have that happy moment where you're like, well, that's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, if that, I thought, I thought if that the, becomes part of the story of the album, I bonus. I the distillery line was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, very, totally. But yeah, I mean, I'm just... You know, I mean, it is what it is. I'll never be as good as Robert Johnson. Nobody will. No matter how many people cover his music, he was really a special musician. There's mm. no doubt about mm. it. And singer. 
Um, yeah, man, his voice used to, yeah. or still does. But I don't, I don't like you. I sort of moved away from yeah him and his influence. But but when I was a teenager and he was a big yeah. part of the story of the blues for me and my discovery of it, and I've still got that that complete recordings box yeah. set on vinyl and but I used to play that and it was really great disturbing 2am music you know like yeah, his the thing, voice the thing, yeah his, exactly but what I'm trying to get now is you know there's, they've released that picture of him smiling yes yes and, and like that he isn't just yeah the, the one picture no of and he would have played and, pop tunes and, and all that stuff that never got recorded yeah. of him doing I've just so. got that book that um, has come out that a relative has written oh, I haven't I read haven't, that yet. no I haven't read it yet oh, either yeah. but it's, it's sort of I'll on borrow the borrow it off you yeah 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 <laughs> Well, I don't know if it'll end up being much, but I like yeah, yeah. I like that it exists. Hopefully, yeah. it, hopefully. It, well, that's where I, that photo so came from. So the reason from, I didn't record, want to record his music was because I didn't want to become part yeah. of that yeah. helping to mythologise the guy. Yes. But I just, I mean, just like anything, a, you've found a way in. Yeah, and from a pure performance point of view, yeah. I was just happy with the performance. I thought yeah. I sang it well, and brought enough of my own thing to it without kind of completely aping what was there. No, totally. So. It's, yeah, and it was just a nice way to finish the record. You've got to acknowledge you know? it when you when you find a way to do it correctly. Exactly. I think that's what yeah, I, yeah. you know when I heard first heard it. Yeah. Um, I thought yeah. that that's what was happening. Yeah. It's just like so. Finally, I've found the correct and for a way lot of in. people, you know, there are a lot of people who've never heard it. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, it's not one of the. No, not the, the, the handful of the obvious. You know, everyone knows. It's not Sweet Home Chicago. Exactly. And it's not Crossroads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, Clapton hasn't. Well, he probably has yeah, touched yeah, it because he's done, but done he, all, he yeah. hasn't touched it in the way that yeah. he has with those yeah, sorts of so, things. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah, I'm really happy with the record overall. I could have left that track off. You know, it could have mm. been fine as an eight track album, but there's something about. No, know, fits, just just finishing. Fits, as on I say, you've you've ended up with these perfect bookending yeah. tracks that that. Yeah. Are essentially the the album in microcosm. You know, yeah, they are exactly. the they yeah. are the um, the, so, yeah. they are the arc of the journey. Yeah. yeah, and I think it works as a as a list. You know, yeah. So I hope <laughs> it's hard. Always, you know, you always imagine now things just end up in playlists and you get songs picked out. Mm, so mm. Um, I just hope people will listen to it in one go because it no. works. You know, it even works. I think it works better than the last one. The last one still works definitely, but this one I think these are better songs. As people are listening, I do too. As people are listening to this, they will be able to access the album. They yeah. will be able to buy yeah. it and hear it. Um, but we are recording this early, so we you won't know yet. But you are supposed to be on tour, about you know to promote it. Yeah. And you you've got you've got to wait and see still a little. Well, bit. yeah. It's all booked. Like it's everything's all booked, and I'm and I'm you know I'm paying. But for we live in a we live in a world now where anything could. Yeah. Basically, our if plans. we if we stay at two or. Mm. We're at level two now, or worse, go to three. I'll just have to cancel or postpone. Mm. Um, and the problem for that for me is being completely independent. Like I do all my own booking. Mm. Uh, do I have to pay for everything? I'm mm -hmm. gonna, you know, um, then I have to basically front up with a whole lot of money for posters. Um, there's a two dollar booking fee on every ticket bought that I have to wear if I cancel. Mm -hmm. So you know that adds up. Mm. That kind of stuff. So. There's a good five grand that'll go down the toilet if I have to cancel or postpone. So mm. keeping everything crossed yeah. and... I mean, but you can't... You've just got to... Like everyone knows, you and every business is in the same position. You've just got to push your head. Yeah, you've you know? just got to... What can you do? You yeah, can't, that's right. You can't yeah. base it on the worst case scenario, although you'll never do anything. 
it's basically turn up and do the work if you can. Yeah. Or COVID, yeah. or COVID ate my homework. But you know, exactly. Like I'm just hoping that people book damn tickets. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it'd be really easy for everyone just to say, oh, we'll wait and see and turn up on the night. Yeah, yeah. So the incentive for that is that tickets are going to be 10 bucks more expensive on the door. Mm. <laughs> right, so get people so in get, and... Get yeah, people yeah. to book the tickets. I kind of... I hate the business side of it, to be honest, but it has to be done, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, I'd never play. Yeah, yeah. There's nobody's kind of handing money over and saying, come and play. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah, it's uh, to, at the moment, it's all a bit stressful, to be honest. It's the side of it I don't like, doing the promo and the... Yeah, yeah. I don't mind talking with you and people yeah, who, who yeah, get yeah. music and stuff, but yeah. it's you have to kind of be selling yourself to people who just don't give a shit, really, and they're yeah. just, you know, trying to force your way into their space. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, um, that, that side of it I hate, and I wish I had a manager to do that. Um but there's not enough money to pay a manager, yeah. you know. But I'm really looking forward to getting uh, getting the record into Australia this time around. Yeah. And and hopefully that'll be the next step next year if we get out of this COVID thing. We'll be doing some playing over there. Fantastic. And and hopefully on a you know on a basis of um, that I can open for anyone really, you know. Like yeah. As a solo. Yeah. You know, get my foot in the door and kind of make a go of it in my mid fifties. You know, it's. Uh, well, it's you all know, a bit weird, but what are you going to do? You can never kind of you can't go back and start again. So you got to do work with what you got, then. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, I mean, you are coming from an appreciation of an idiom where a lot of people got discovered in their in their fifties and sixties and true. on. Yeah. So yeah, and I look at Paul. You know, Paul Obama Jones <laughs> yeah. working his ass off at yeah. sixty five. You know? Yeah. And um, man, I mean. And still, the thing I love about Paul, and we've talked about this before, and we, we both have seen this, and yeah. we, we both know him and have, have worked with him on levels and, and just watched him. And what I love, and I guess you do this too, and it's an ultimate thing for a person to be able to do, but not only is he grafting it out, but he still turns heads. Like, yeah. like I've, I've been in the room and watched a person have the moment of yeah. elation of going, how is this guy so good and why have I only just heard of him that I had when I first I saw know. him. You know? The thing and that bothers me though is, cool? is the thing that, yeah, it's great, but but I've also seen him playing the most beautiful music to, to completely unappreciated oh, rooms. Oh, for sure. And it yeah. pisses me oh, off. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure it pisses him off, but you'd never yeah. know with, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Paul, you know. Yeah. He's he's such a relentlessly positive dude yeah. and, and, um, and massive inspiration, you know. Again, I hope to be still doing it when I'm Paul's age, which is I'm only ten years younger than him, you know. Yeah. Um, he's actually got better. Yeah. You know? And and that's an inspiration too. It's like seeing other people get better is another reason to get better yourself. You know, it's yeah, not yeah. a competition. Yeah. But it's just like you knowing it's like going back to seeing my hearing my uncle when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be done by somebody you know personally. Then you know it can be done. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's you know it's not just a dream. So, yeah, I mean, everything I do is, like, just trying to get better. That's the whole point of it. I don't care what the good Lord says Whichever one you're choosing to believe All I know is what's in my head Everyone's my fellow human being There's good folks here and bad folks too And everyone makes choices every day You can hold folks up 
you can knock folks down It matters what we do and what we say I'm getting sober, I'm getting sober 